Has Pope Francis betrayed the Chinese bishops and the Chinese people yet again? Or is this a moment where he could totally redeem himself? I hope it's the latter. To discuss it today, I'm with Jason Jones. He's the president of the Vulnerable People Project. He's a great advocate for those who've been disenfranchised, forgotten. He's a filmmaker and he's a friend. Jason Jones, how are you? Good to see you, Taylor Marshall. You're looking good, brother. Thank you. Thank you. I dropped the seed oils. We were talking about that earlier. And I haven't been drinking alcohol and I've been running more. And I just, I feel good. You know, the seed oils are bad. I can see it. I mean, you look like you look, you, you look good before, but you, you're glowing, brother. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Okay. So things are getting kind of crazy in China right now. We were planning this show a week ago, and there's been so much that has happened in just 10 days since we talked about doing this show. It's kind of providential. Um, we've seen riots. Well, Cardinal Zen was found guilty, fined. I want to talk about that. There's been riots. You made a great point that I hadn't recognized, and that is the Vatican-Chinese agreement has been broken. I want to talk about that, too. Um, so, and then also we've got some pictures and some work you've done with these bishops who have disappeared. Um, so we've got a lot of great stuff to talk to. And I want to kind of wrap up. Can Pope Francis redeem himself? You and I think he can. It's a pretty simple thing of what he needs to do. But I think before we get to that, we got to talk about all the problems, you know, going on right now in China with the Catholic church. Yeah, Taylor, it's really providential. You know, we talked last week and I think you, you challenged me a bit. I said, I think the CCP is on its last legs. You said, you're going to have to sell me on that. Yeah, I wasn't convinced. Now, a week later, suddenly week they kind of making sense. History shows up awful fast sometimes uh, for good and for ill. And, you know, China has really made a, a horrible strategic mistake beginning in the early 1990s, which was to push for their interests everywhere. That was part of their strategic strategy. But now we see pushback in Brazil across Central and South America, pushback across the Middle East. And in the heart of China, we see, we see pushback. And the two greatest threats to the CCP's objectives have been the Catholic Church and the United States of America. And you can read their internal documents that have been released or read speeches made by their leaders going back to the early 1990s, where they recognized that the freedom and the decentralization of both the United States of America and the Catholic Church makes it more challenging for them to battle because they can engage in leadership capture. Um, they can engage in all of their different strategies and tactics. But yet you can see now I'm on the most, I believe the most influential Catholic podcast in the world. And we're going to be saying the names of Catholic bishops who have been disappeared. A few of them have rumored to have been killed in these black prison sites. And so although the hierarchy has been completely silent, um, by God's grace now, we're going to be talking to the most active and influential Catholics in their communities around the world. And the CCP has recognized this as their great challenge. And um, so they worked very hard to capture leaders, to influence, influence narratives. Just this week, just yesterday, John Allen said, we, we shouldn't be paying attention to what's happening in China. We should look to what's happening to this bishop in Eritrea. Oh, why can't we do both? And I think my organization has been working uh, behind the scenes to get this bishop in Eritrea freed. Uh, but at the same time, we have three million Uyghurs in slave camps. We have a war against the Catholic lady across China, the most prominent Catholic layman in the world. 
Uh, Jimmy Lai will probably die in prison. Cardinal Zen, uh, a great statesman of the church, has one more trial left. And he's been really used as shining keys, shiny keys to distract us. So we look at him, but we don't look at the seven other bishops that have been disappeared and sent to black prison sites somewhere in China. We don't know where they are. Yeah, let's take a look at some of these these bishops that have disappeared. We don't know if they're alive. We we don't know if they're dead. Let me see if I can pull them up here. Nope, that's the actually that nope, that's not it. I'm looking at them now. So okay, you got it. You got a picture. Okay, I got him up now. So the first one I have on here is Cardinal Zen. We kind of know about him. We've talked about him. Um, for, also, if you watching want to see what we're looking at, isn't it? Is it freethebishops.com? Freeourbishops.com, freeourbishops.com. Sign our petition. We're going to be giving our petition to Secretary of State Perilin, but also to members of the House. We're going to be calling on a House, hoping the Republicans will launch an investigation into what has happened to these these bishops. Um, with the, with the new, when new Congress is the new Congress is seated, but you can look at them right now. And Taylor, I want to say this: that I don't like challenging the hierarchy of the Church. I don't like grading other people's homework. Mm-hmm. But I think as the Catholic lady, this is also our homework. This is what we are to do. So although I do greatly feel disappointed by the hierarchy of the church's silence, um, I know that I don't want to contribute to scandal, but I think there comes a point where to ignore their silence is a greater scandal. And I can't imagine um, the obstacle to belief and faith and the kind of despair and hopelessness Faithful, faithful Catholics are feeling in China right now to see the hierarchy silent. I witnessed it firsthand in Iraq when I was traveling with the Peshmerga, when ISIS was eviscerating the first century Christian mm-hmm. communities in Iraq and a Catholic priest um, in, a, in a refugee camp uh, miles from where ISIS was waging a war with tears in his eyes said, why has the church in the West forgotten us? Mm-hmm. And, and I, I know that this is how the Catholics in China are feeling. So I think this is very important just to say the names of these bishops so we can turn the scandal, the stumbling block into a stepping stone so that they know that they're loved, that they're prayed for, and we think about them. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's, uh, we got Cardinal Zen here, uh, yes. Cardinal Joseph Zen. Of course, he's highly ranking, and it's it's kind of sad that he just hasn't received the attention at the Vatican that I that we all kind of think that he he should. I mean, he's the Cardinal of China. He should have an input, but... There he is. He's persecuted. And maybe I've missed it, but has Pope Francis come out since he was found guilty? Zen was found guilty. Has there been, as the Secretary of State, Cardinal Perelin, are there any updates from the Holy See? No. In fact, none that we can find, none that we have read. We we know that when Cardinal Zen uh, found time to escape uh, the prison camp that is the CCP-controlled Hong Kong, uh, he was ignored. Uh, Sarando found time to meet with organ harvesters from the CCP, but there could be no time found to meet with Cardinal Zen. And to me, this is this is quite heartbreaking. It's wicked. It's wicked. Yeah. All right. Well, you're much better with the uh, the Chinese pronunciation. I did spend a summer in China studying Chinese, but that was a long time ago. So you're going to do a much better better job uh, pronouncing the names here. So the next one I have the on the failure, Taylor Marshall. But let's go to Bishop Julius Julius Jiguo. Okay, uh, Bishop find him. Julius. This man is what a bishop should be. He ran an orphanage. He cared for orphans and disabled children for over thirty years. Um, 
he was disappeared for doing what? Well, what are bishops? What is the job of the bishops? They have really two fundamental jobs, uh, religious education and the sacraments, as I understand it. Well, yeah. He was he Govern, was teach, and sanctify is the traditional thing. That to govern the church, sanctify the church through the sacraments, and teach the church through preaching and education. Well, you know, the first one would be quite the offense to the CCP. Oh, of course. Quite the offense. And um, but what he was disappeared for was he stopped. He failed to stop giving the sacraments to children. Mm. Part of the secret deal brokered by disgraced former Cardinal McCarrick mm. uh, was that children under 18 would not receive the sacraments or religious education. And um, so he was disappeared for giving the sacraments to disabled and orphan children and to continuing continuing on with their religious education. I mean, this is really quite heartbreaking yeah. to think this is such a great and wonderful and honorable bishop truly living a, a, the life of a saint. And he's disappeared for doing what it is he was ordained to do. Yeah. And this is the bishop in the purple chasuble? Yes. In the picture? Yeah. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. Well, just, people don't understand. Yeah. In, in China, if you're under 18, as I understand it, you're not allowed. Is that right? Yes, you are not allowed to and, receive. And Pope sacrament. Francis is is given the handshake on this. Yeah, I, it doesn't make sense. I mean, imagine for a moment, everyone watching. Joe Biden says everyone o uh, under eighteen can't come to Catholic Mass or receive sacraments. What? I mean, that's that's what we're dealing with here. Well, we sort of saw that during the COVID shutdown. <laughs> exactly. Well, actually, yeah, now that you br bring it up, that actually did kind of happen. <laughs> sort of, we sort of saw that. <laughs> I want to say this about Bishop Julius. You know, Abraham Lincoln once didn't hire a man because he didn't like his face. And his secretary of state said, I thought you were a better man than to judge someone by their face. And Abraham Lincoln, who was not what we would call a conventionally handsome man, said, every man over 40 is responsible for his face. And if you just look at this image of Bishop uh, Julius, yeah, you, you, he looks like a good man. He looks dignified. Dignified, but you also see the weight of the world on his shoulders. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and um, what's amazing, if you you're a bishop in China, you know that death in a prison is is more than fifty one percent for you probably if you're going to be faithful. Yeah. Yeah, if you look at all of their faces, you know, what I'd like to bring attention to is is Bishop Melchor. Um, okay. we'll is older. he on here? Yes. He's got the great, uh, he looks like my father. My wife's Chinese. He kind of, he looks like a gung gung. Oh, yeah, I found him. Here he is. Chinese grandpa. Yes. And um, we've recently been told that, you know, he's been under house arrest and been disappeared. Um, the rumors were in October that he had been killed or died in prison, but we we don't know. Wow. Then you see Bishop Zhang Waizhu. Bishop Zhang Waizhu was not only disappeared, every seminarian and 10 priests under him, they were all disappeared at the same time. So imagine in, in one uh, political district, every seminarian was vanished. 10 priests and the bishop. And yet 
the hierarchy of the church is absolutely silent on this. But see, the anti-fragility of the Catholic Church, the diversity of the church, our different religious orders, all of our parishes, um, the laity is called to speak out. Uh, so this is something the CCP can't control. And Taylor, you and I, what we did together last year. Yeah, uh, I do it. You and I, together with uh, Prime Minister in exile of Chinese-occupied East Turkestan and my son, um, you know, we went to a, a basketball game in Dal the Dallas uh, Wizards game. Is that what it is? The Dallas, Dallas um, Mavericks. I'm not an NBA fan, as you can tell. It's great. I'm not either, either, but I know the Dallas Mavericks. But I've been I've been thrown out of more NBA games probably than anyone on earth. So I could probably win a, a Guinness Book of World Records. And I've never watched an entire NBA game in my life. Um, and I but I've been to a lot of games and been evicted. And uh, but we go to these games and Taylor, you went with us in Dallas and we held up huge banners that said free the Uyghur. We do that because it gets beamed into China. China cuts the feed and it costs the NBA, NBA money as well. It probably cost them about two hundred million dollars last year. Our antics. Well, we're going to ramp that up at sporting events around the country. And we want these bishops names to be known around the world. And if the Vatican wants to be silent, their silence can actually become deafening. Mm. You know, I, t I tell my team, my staff at the Vulnerable People Project that you're a jujitsu purple belt, which for people who don't know, that is a big, big deal. And um, that's, it's like getting your PhD, uh, except, you, you know, when you get your PhD, your fingers still work at the end of the day. <laughs> um, and uh, you don't tear your pec or something like that. But, um, you know, I always try to think a few moves ahead. So if the hierarchy speaks up, praise be to God. I want to be like Esther and give the Holy Father and Secretary of State Perlin an opportunity uh, to correct course and, and fix their direction and, and let the captives free, set the captives free, set the church in China free, set the Uyghur free, set the Falun Gong free, set China free. God has blessed the Catholic Church to be really in the most important position to free China. To free, the chi to free China is to free the world. The shenanigans we're seeing in Brazil, the people of Brazil are rising up. They're pushing back against CCP meddling in the politics of Central South America, specifically now in Brazil. Uh, fentanyl is pouring across our border. Mm -hmm. I think all of us know somebody who lost a loved one to fentanyl. That yeah. is China. More children died last year times two from fentanyl than, than died in Vietnam in 10 years. Amazing. And, and, and Taylor, and, and for your audience, there's a great uh, Epic Times documentary called The Final War that breaks this down, going to Chinese documents, PLA, CCP documents, uh, using war, drugs for warfare is a part of their plan. Yeah. And using fentanyl to kill our children is by design. Yeah. And it's striking to us. But we have to remember, these are godless communists. Um, they use war by every and all means. Um, and leadership capture is a big part of it. We'd have to be very naive to think that the CCP has not captured leaders in the Catholic Church. Look to McCarrick as yes. example number one. The Soviets were pikers when it came to infiltrating the Catholic Church, but they did a pretty darn good job. And it was quite the scandal in Poland and other countries when those documents were revealed at the fall of the Soviet Union of how many people, even several people very close to the Pope John Paul II, were communist agents. Some because they were true believers, others because they were opportunists, and others because of fear. Uh, I think with the fall of the CCP, which we will see in the next decade, and we could see it in the next 10 days, praise God, um, I think there will be a lot of revelations 
um, that'll be hard for people in the Catholic Church uh, to, to comprehend. But we, we really shouldn't be too shocked or scandalized by it because it's been like this since the first century in the church. And um, but now the, the communists in China saw the role the Catholic Church brought in bringing down the Soviet Union and communism in Eastern Europe. They sure as heck weren't going to let that happen in China without a fight. And so they have been waging a war against us as Catholics. So, Taylor, these bishops advocating for their freedom, which is what we are called to do uh, as Catholics. And the Paul's letters. Let's go through a few other ones. We've got sure. uh, Bishop Peter Shao Zoom in. Is that right? Yes, I'm pulling him up now, Peter. Or we also have Bishop Joseph Zhang Weisu. Yeah, look, we'll look at Bishop. Let's look at Bishop Peter. They, they've been constantly arresting him. Um, He's, you know, they arrest him, they release him, they, they, they torture them, they, they force them to go uh, re-education. And, um, but he was finally, uh, has disappeared earlier this year. And since April, he hasn't been seen. Mm. He's another one that we get emails from people in China, Catholics and others telling us that they think he may be dead as well. Mm. And, and then that's why I think it's so important for us to advocate advocate for the freeing of these bishops because we need to force the ccp to tell the truth those so, so, you know several of these bishops are rumored to be have been killed we need to know that yeah we need to know that yeah and these are i mean these are human persons with their god-given dignity in the image of god but these are our brothers in christ these are our bishops our bishops our bishops and they're trying to do the right thing and they are suffering to have perfect conformity with Christ, prison and death. You know, think of this, Taylor. Uh, during that the enthusiasm, the BLM enthusiasms, Pope Francis met with uh, billionaires and millionaires, the billionaire NBA owners and the millionaire NBA players. Uh, to talk about systemic racism in the United States. Um, you know, they were all wearing Nike clothes. Nike's products are made in Chinese-occupied Eastern calls it Xinjiang. Um, the cotton in those shirts, literally, Taylor, and for your audience that won't believe this, Google Uyghur cotton, and you will see that the cotton in so many of these brands like Nike was picked by Uyghur slaves. Mm-hmm. So you have the virtue signaling athletes meeting with Pope Francis while they're sponsored by brands that make shoes made by slaves. And the cotton is literally picked by slaves. It's too unbelievable. If I were watching this and didn't know about this, I would think, okay, Jason Jones, you've jumped the shark. This is unimaginable. Uh, to go even further, Disney made a movie called Mulan, a live action version of Mulan. The villains were cartoon uh, versions of... Uh, they were prejudiced caricatures of the Uyghur people. The Uyghurs are Muslims. They were Nestorian Christians until the 14th century. They're creatures made in the image and likeness of God. Disney made a movie about a people suffering a genocide that made them out to be villains, the Han Chinese to be the heroes. The, 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 the film, the Disney film was shot in Xinjiang, in East Turkestan, and the actors would see the concentration camps on their way to sets. 
Again, Again, something that, that if I were watching this, Taylor didn't know. Oh, Justin, I, or Jason, I think I lost the uh, audio. Let me see. Were you, were you still there? I lost your audio. Okay, good. Sorry. You were saying that when they were shooting the Mulan film in the background, yeah. and that's when we lost you. In the background, you can see concentration camps in some of the sets and continuity years. And the actors, as they were driving to and from the sets, could see the concentration camps. Again, saying these things makes me seem ex eccentric or I'm engaged in hyperbole to try to prove a point. But there's nothing further from the case. This is the startling. This is the truth. Pope Francis, again, I don't want to grade another man's homework. I don't like when people tell me how to do my job. But I find it striking that the ethnic community safing, facing the greatest genocide uh, of this century, Pope Francis isn't, hasn't said a word about the Uyghur. And the, the ramped up persecution of the Uyghur began about 10 years ago. They began slowly ramping it up. And we are now, as Christians and Catholics in China, where the Uyghur were in about 2014 or 2015. So how far are we from literally seeing Catholics and Christians of all denominations rounded up and sent to concentration camps where their organs are harvested. The Uyghurs have their organs harvested, then they're sold to wealthy uh, citizens of Gulf states, and, and they're marketed as halal organs. They're organs from Muslims. So these wealthy Muslims from the Gulf states are benefiting from the cannibalization of, of their co-religionists. Yeah, and I don't know. Being, I guess they didn't eat pork and things like that. They didn't drink. They didn't eat pork. So they're halal organs. It really seems unbelievable. Gross. But here we are as Catholics, and um, we have been absolutely silent on the persecution of our co-religionists as well. I will say we as Catholics, the loudest voices in the world for the Uyghur have been Catholic human rights activists, such as my organization. Um, and of course, if I'm going to speak up for the Uyghur, I'm a human being. You could imagine I'm going to speak up a little louder for my bishops, that the, you know, the successors to the apostles. I can guarantee you that. Yeah. Yeah. How can we're going to do what we can as lay people. But you had a good point when we were talking, I think it was over the weekend on the phone about how the Chinese Vatican agreement has now been broken. And then you had a you have an article out. Um, how Pope Francis could totally redeem himself. He let's. I think everyone agrees in the whole world that the Chinese Vatican agreement is busted. It's no good, right? Yeah. It'd be it'd be great if he had an excuse to rectify the situation. And and you and I, you convinced me he now does. So can you explain what has happened? How they broke the agreement? And then how Francis could really use this as an opportunity to pivot and do the right thing. Yeah, you know, I really, I really do as an organization, the Vulnerable People Project, we try to run influence campaigns. And I always try to put my sh myself in the shoes of people with enormous responsibility because of the positions they hold and have sympathy and empathy for them. And so when I put myself in the shoes of Pope Francis and, and, and say, okay, you know, kind of like um, I look to the book of Esther. Maybe he was getting bad advice. Maybe he was being lied to. Maybe he didn't understand. You can look to McCarrick as someone we know you really shouldn't trust. And maybe he really thought he had hope that this would be the best way to remain engaged in China and to try to steer a very large country, one out of five citizens in the world to live in China, and to share the gospel with as many people as possible. Uh, but it's, it, the deal was a mistake. 
And just as just as you and I, Taylor, when we make mistakes, uh, when it creates grave scandal, but through repentance, it's sort of like the Japanese vases where they pour the gold in the cracks that the repentance makes it stronger and even more valuable and more beautiful than it was before there were those cracks of those sins and those mistakes. And I really do believe there's an amazing opportunity for Pope Francis, for the bishops in the United States who have been equally as silent as Pope Francis, to speak up for our co-religionists in China, to speak up for the people of China, to apologize for our silence because of the abuses that they've suffered, to acknowledge that this deal was a mistake, that we were betrayed, that we had an unfaithful partner, that we engaged with, uh, an, uh, we were authentically committed to sharing the gospel with the most populous country in the world, but the CCP was a faithless partner. You know, there were these attempts in Eastern Europe, specifically in Hungary in the 1960s, that I think went equally as, that went, didn't go well either. Um, you know, they're just human beings and they're faced with enormous challenges and limited knowledge. But now even the Vatican has said they've acknowledged the deal is broke. They have acknowledged that uh, the Perilin said every time we put our hand out, it gets, uh, they, I think he said they stab at it. Um, this, is, this is true. This is true. You know, my mother-in-law and father-in-law fled the CCP for their life. Um, and then my father-in-law died of COVID. Um, so there's that, you know, my children and my descendants will all be Chinese. And I think that personally, I want to see a free China. A free China is a free world and a vibrant world. Uh, I can't think of anything more beautiful than to see China liberated from the culture of death. You know, in Anne Catherine Emmerich's writing, she talks about the empire of hell. If you look at the terrorism around the world, the drug trade around the world, it seems like they're all tentacles coming from China. In many ways, China is the empire of hell. Mm. And the first victim of the CCP have been the Chinese people themselves. You know, when China fell to the CCP, then they invaded Tibet and East Turkestan, menacing Taiwan. They're savaging Hong Kong. Um, they're fragile. We as Americans, specifically though we as Catholic lady, we should push back, work to decouple our economies and our, our businesses should be decoupled from China if we own businesses. Uh, our personal economies, as consumers, all of us should work to the best of our ability to decouple our, our buying from products made in China. If we were to take a blue light through our houses, Taylor Marshall, uh, metaphorically speaking, even this Apple computer that I'm talking to you through, um, may God forgive me, I would see the blood of Uyghurs. I would see the blood of slaves. A report came out several years ago. The Christmas ornaments that were being made in China and sold in the United States were actually made by Christian slaves as some kind of perverse joke from the CCP. So our whole house, our clothing, our electronics, um, so much of what we own has the blood of slaves on it. Yeah. And now with the lockdowns, we're seeing they're welding their people into houses. Um, in Xinjiang, East Turkestan, an apartment complex where they were welded in, erupted, caught on fire, and the people were burned alive, burned alive. The people of China can't throw off the CCP on their own. But if all of us, those of you watching in Guatemala, Honduras, Eastern Europe, the United States, if all of us work in our countries and our communities as Catholics to push back and decouple our economies from China, oh boy, the CCP will fall. The people of China will be free. Yeah. Our bishops will be free. The tens of thousands of Catholic lay people who've been disappeared may be dead. That the democracy activists, the quote unquote, you made a great point, Taylor Marshall. 
that what we call the democracy activists in Hong Kong, that's really not accurate. Most of them are Catholics. And um, they, so when you hear democracy activists in Hong Kong, you should hear Catholic activists, religious freedom, Catholic religious freedom activists who have been arrested and disappeared. Um, they do it very carefully. They geofence the protest areas. Then they pull them out of their house quietly in the middle of the night when no one's watching. They don't want a repeat of Tiananmen. Um, so tens of thousands of our co-religionists uh, who pray the rosary every day, who are devout, who are faithful, um, they, they, they've been disappeared. We free China. We free the world. Yeah. Well, what can we do to redeem the moment? What could Cardinal Perlin and Francis do to say, all right, now we're going to do this. We gave you guys a chance. We tried to play nice. What can I try to give you guys a chance? Yeah, they need to acknowledge that this, this deal is a failure. This deal is now over. That the church, the bishops, and the Catholic, our priests are now free to begin uh, religious education and providing the sacraments to young people. Um, China just ordained a priest last week, Taylor. No, a bishop. They made a bishop. Sorry, a bishop. Yeah, they made a bishop last week. With now, I think the they, agreement. They broke the agreement. I think it would be great if, I know you don't like the, the, the phrase traditional at mass. I think it'd be so great if they broke the agreement by installing the traditional at mass. That'd be funny. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. just, <laughs> just, I don't right. forgive me for bringing humor in here. I would, I, right. I wonder how they would act then. Right. Um, but no, they broke the agreement. So this is a great opportunity for Pope Francis. He didn't break the agreement. They, by the way, it was the worst agreement ever. Like, I don't know what we got for this agreement. Yeah. It was the worst agreement ever. It, well, now it that's is the question. Hold on. I'm going to, I just realized you've been out of sync for a few minutes and I'm going to resync you. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to hang up and call you back. Is this live? Yeah, we're live. Okay. That's I'll okay. Every, everybody in my audience is cool. So just hold on. I'm going to hang up and call you back. Hold on. Waiting to get Jason Jones back on. Here he comes. All right, are you synced up? Am I synced up? You're synced up. Okay. Okay. You were making great points, but you were. Just, it was like speaking of China. It's like watching a kung fu movie or something, and your like mouth was just like a little bit off from your words. I don't know. It was a little right, distracting. Kung fu is better than yours, Taylor Marshall. That's <laughs> true. It's true. Okay. Okay. So the, they made a bishop. They weren't yeah. supposed to make a bishop. No. So they've already <laughs> broken the agreement. Broke the agreement. Yeah. It's null. Done. What, should, what should Francis do? I got my ideas. What do you think Francis should well, do? Acknowledge that it's over and encourage our priests and bishops to begin catechizing young people and providing the sacraments to young people. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Taylor, now you're coming in strangely. We're having a problem here. I think it's on your side, though. Is it? I have a really good Wi-Fi. I do, too. Let's see. We both have great Wi-Fi. I wonder Wi -Fi. if it's China. I blame China. I, exactly. I really want to, before, I don't know if you're going to have to cut me off here, but I really do want to tell the folks about the how they retranslated the Bible. You want to try to call me one more time? No, you're good right now. It's great. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's good. So, yeah, I, I think it's a great opportunity for Pope Francis Secretary of State Perlin to acknowledge that this agreement was broken, acknowledge it wasn't working out for either parties, 
and it wasn't good from the start. Apologize to the Catholics of China. Pope Francis should speak out bravely on behalf of the Falun Gong, the Muslim Uyghurs, the Christian communities of China, and most, uh, of course, obviously, uh, to our, our Catholic Church, our co-religionists, and encourage our priests and bishops to begin religious education. And then I dare the CCP at the present Uh-oh. predicament they're in. I'm losing you again. Darn it. You want to try one more time? to the two-face here. You still there? I'm here, brother. Yeah, you're there. Okay. Okay, so I lost you about 30 seconds ago. Oh, shoot. So where did you lose me, Taylor? Uh, I think it would be great if we could, you said we could go back, something about co-religionists. And that was yeah, I think it would be great if Pope Francis acknowledged that this agreement didn't work for either the CCP or the Catholic Church. Right. It was definitely not good for the Catholics of China and that the deal is now over. Encourage our priests and our bishops to begin providing the sacraments and religious education to the Catholic youth of China to begin evangeliz- evangelizing the people of China. Apologize to the Muslim Uyghurs for our silence. Apologize to Falun Gong for our silence and promise in the future that we will be committed to courageously advocate for the dignity and freedom of all the people that are in the uh, CCP-controlled territories, like not only China, but uh, occupied Tibet and occupied East Turkestan, to vigorously defend for the independence of Taiwan, and to advocate for the people of Hong Kong who are being savaged, and demand that Jimmy Lai is freed, um, to insist they lay off Cardinal Zen, and to demand our bishops are freed. This is power we have as the church. We're still the church of acts. Exactly. They have a deal with us for a reason. They fear. We don't, we do not fear the CCP. Yeah. Now that's easy to say here in the United States. Um, but the body of the mystical body of Christ does not fear the CCP. They're abusing the body of Christ. Yeah. They're abusing creatures clothed with the stars and lit by the sun standing on the moon. Those beautiful creatures made in the image of God, like uh, Bishop Julius. Zhang Waizhu, Cardinal Zen, Jimmy Lai, who represent the tens of thousands of abused and imprisoned Catholics and the 1.3 billion enslaved people of China. So they broke the deal. This is a beautiful opportunity. And, and I really hate to say it. If Pope Francis misses this opportunity, his pontificate to the world is a farce. Yeah. It's absolutely a farce. Because China slapped us in the face, broke the deal. I mean, they they made a bishop. Can you think of anything more preposterous? They broke the deal. They broke the deal. And and what's great about it is Pope Francis and Cardinal Perlin can angle it and say, look, we tried to be gracious, to go the extra mile. We tried to work with these people. And they have broken the agreement and look at the human rights violations going on right now. I mean, they have a litany of things that they could bring up and they would get sympathy from the entire world. True. They would not be faulted, whatever. And then if the Chinese government, the CCP started attacking even more, then Francis and Cardinal Perlin could shine a flashlight on that, a spotlight on that, and it could immobilize the one billion Catholics on earth plus everyone else of goodwill as yet another human rights violation and use this in a way to bring down the CCP. The Pope can't have that moral power. 
Pope Francis is bring down the CCP right now. He could. He could do he it. Could. Yes. And now he and has even more in his world, hand. Inspire the Muslim world to stand with the Uyghur. Mm-hmm. The Christian world to stand with the Christians. All yes. the people of the world to stand with the Falun Gong, the people of Hong Kong. Pope Francis is in a perfect position right now. And, you know, for all of their artful strategy, uh, the CCP uh, never read Sun Tzu, I guess, or understood him because he said, Sun Tzu said, to be strong in the North is to be weak in the South. Mm. To be strong in the East is to be weak in the West. To be strong everywhere is to be weak everywhere. The CCP's battle of seizing power and opportunity in every direction, that was their strategy, to engage everywhere all the time. That has made the CCP fragile. St. John Paul the Great in his last book, Memory and Identity, talks about his experience with totalitarianism. And he said he understood from his experience and from his Catholic theology that evil is a deprivation and that ideologies of evil have expiration dates because evil is a deprivation. He knew the Nazis wouldn't be there long. He knew that he would live to see the day of the collapse of communism in Eastern Europe. And we will live by God's grace to see the end of communism in China. But the problem is history is is long and human lifespans are short. There are a lot of souls being abused and brutalized right now. We want to rush up that expiration date. I would say right now, the milk is expired. It needs to be thrown out. But if your wife's like mine, she ignores expiration dates. She, you know, she <laughs> smells it. I oh, will keep it another week. No, no, no. The CCP is gone. The expiration date is over. And Pope Francis has been put in the most beautiful position oh, at this most opportune it's time. It's like a slow ball globbing over home plate. And you just got to take a big, deep step and just crack that bat against the ball and send it for a grand slam over the walls, over the fences. It's it's perfect. It's a grand slam on the global scale. And the ball is just floating there. Just has to be hit. Yeah, I really, I wish everyone were to go reread the book of Esther tonight. It doesn't take long to read Esther. Yeah, read Esther, everyone. I think it's the book of Esther moment for Pope Francis. It's just a beautiful opportunity. And um, I want to see a free China. 1.3 billion souls. Could you imagine what it would do to the church to be able to freely share the gospel of Jesus Christ? St. Xavier's dream was to go to China. Never got to live out that dream. Yeah. Uh, Mother Cabrini, her dream was to go to China. Really? Actually, Afghanistan. She told the Pope she wanted to go to China and then Afghanistan. <laughs> and Pope said, what, is Mars too close? <laughs> and, and then Mother Cabrini said, um, the world has forgotten the East, so I remember. Wow. And we forgot the East again. So let's pray to, uh, let's ask Mother Cabrini to pray for us, St. Xavier to pray, pray for us. Let's be able to do what they didn't do. I would love the day that my wife and seven children and I could go to China and share our Catholic faith across the country. I can tell you now, my mother-in-law and father-in-law forbid me to go to China. The CCP does not like me too much, Taylor Marshall. I bet. So now is not the time to go. But maybe next year, this time, we can go. And um, so I just really am hopeful that Pope Francis will take this opportunity. But if not, then we, the Catholic lady, can do it. We, You know, Taylor, I was just at CPAC Mexico. And I was with future heads of state for several countries in Central and South America. And they all asked me about you and they all watched your show. And it really impressed upon me the influence that we as lay Catholics have. And we need to order our lives to really care for the most vulnerable in the world. And um, the most vulnerable 
told our victims so many times with the CCP from teenagers in your community, they're going to die of fentanyl this month yeah. uh, to the Uyghurs making Apple products in occupied East Turkestan that you're going to be, your kids will be unwrapping uh, under the Christmas tree on December 5th. Yeah. Taylor, can I share one thing, just the absurdity of the CCP and how they've changed the gospel of Jesus Christ? Yes, please. They commissioned their own translation. Again, you have to Google this because it's going to sound absurd. Well, they've got their own church, their own bishops, their own everything. Their own Bible. I mean, their own Bible is really something else, by the way. They only have nine commandments because you can't have the first commandment had to go. Now, when I first joined the Knights of Columbus, this 90-year-old Filipino guy told me he wished there was only nine commandments. He'd get rid of the seventh. Yeah, everyone has ones they'd get rid of. (laughs) This was a 90-year-old guy, okay? But the Chinese got, the CCP got rid of the first commandment. Okay, so. Thou shalt have no gods before me? Yeah, yeah, that's a fact. No, 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 there shall be nothing before the CCP. But they, they changed the story of the woman caught in the act of adultery. And really the most unbelievable way. Really? As a filmmaker, this is on my list of short films to make. Okay. It's going to be called The Gospel According to G. Ooh. Um, the, our Lord stops them from stoning the woman caught act of adultery and sends everyone away. He writes in the sand, write authority, and they leave. For real? Then she thanks him. Then Jesus Christ stones the woman to death and says, they did not have the authority to kill you, but I do. Right authority. Yeah, I can see by Are the look Are you serious? Your face. That's in the Chinese Bible? This is in a translation that they made for textbooks. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. But, so, you know. As, so you it know, says he writes because in the, in the gospel, he writes his finger in mm-hmm. the sand. But it doesn't yeah. say what he wrote. Right. Well, and then he says, go and sin no more. Right. Yeah. You're telling me that in the sand, the Chinese have him write the words right authority. Correct. And then he stones her. Then Jesus Christ stones the woman. It's just bizarre. Now, you know, you know, I'm an admirer of Rene Girard, the great Catholic anthropologist, France, French Catholic anthropologist whose career was at Stanford. And he writes about how the Catholic, how, how the Christian religion made violence repulsive and all other religions really created, uh, made violence against the marginalized, attractive and appealing through myth. You can think of it from anything from, you know, Homer to the most recent James Bond movie. You actually get excited when you see somebody killed. Mm. Mel Gibson, I say, is the, the really the only Christian filmmaker, because if there's one thing that you see in Mel Gibson's films is violence is repulsive mm. from his first Gallipoli to Apocalypto, Apocalypto. To, mm. of course. all of his films make violence repulsive and they say his films are so no he shows violence is ugly so they seem violent but James Bond every other movie kills more people than you'll see die in a Mel Gibson movie well what you see the CCP doing is trying to turn Christianity into something that is untrue to make it lie about violence, to make it lie about God and man in the world. Mm. And they did it in almost a very brilliant way. They found something to change, something, one story to change that would change the whole meaning of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And this, this is what we're battling against. The CCP is linked with the global 
community that's oppressing us. So when we defeat the CCP, we're freeing ourselves as well. And so this is something that we should think about. But we are enslaved. We are enslaved. We are enslaved by our Amazon.com packages that arrive on our doorstep every week. And I got to admit, I'm one of them. We've got to cut the ties from the cheap goods that we get, you know, especially this time of year and Christmas. And we have to ask, the. I mean, look at Apple. Did you see, you know, on your phone, you can airdrop. You know, I can say, hey, airdrop me the picture, right? Apple in China, through their heart software, restricted the amount of airdrop. Did you hear about this? I didn't. You didn't? No. Okay, because what was happening is, is people were taking photos of the demonstration and airdropping them and spreading them like wildfire. So the Chinese government went to Apple and said, hey, can you restrict airdropping inside China? And guess what Apple said? Right away, they did it immediately. I heard that Apple was engaged in censorship. I didn't understand how. That's what they're doing. They're restricting the way videos and photos, because what was happening is you could spread these really quick. And then once they get out of China, if you have a video of a protest that you can airdrop and get out, then suddenly it gets onto Western news or even in Eastern news. So Apple, probably because the Chinese, the CCP put a gun to Apple's head and said, if you don't fix this fix, uh, we're going to cause problems in your factories. Yeah, Taylor, one of the images I saw that was airdropped to me was of a, a Chinese woman holding her two or three year old child that was body slammed. I don't know if you saw this one. And it looked like the child was killed and the woman was knocked unconscious. Why is it? Why are the main? Why is the mainstream news media failing to cover this? In Brazil, we're seeing the largest protests maybe in the history of the world. Yes. In China today, we're seeing the most courageous protests maybe in the history of the world. What I saw in the media was uh, affluent Westerners can't go to Qatar to the World Cup and wear rainbow shirt flags. <laughs> yeah. Shirts. Yeah. This is how decadent and self-obsessed we are. Yes. 15,000 women's rights activists in Iran are about to be put to death. Silence. 90% of Afghanistan is facing severe hunger. Silence. China is being brutally kicked in the face. The people of China. Silence. Our bishops are being disappeared. Right. Silence. And that's why Taylor. If you, but you can't wear a gay shirt at a soccer game. Well, that's the most important story in the world. Taylor. Exactly. I mean, think about it. If you're a Westerner that, that fouled cup, I don't know anything about soccer. Is it every four years, every two years? Um, and that's your thing. And this is so devastating that this time you can't go and do your shenanigans. Right. You know, they're not talking about that they've dramatically cut down on human sex trafficking at the World Cup. That's not a big story. No, the big story is you can't wear your rainbow flag. This is the biggest story in the world. We've become decadent. We've become self-obsessed. And, and you're right, Taylor. It is hard to decouple our economies from China. I was so proud of my girls the other day. They wanted to go Christmas shopping and they asked if I could take them Christmas shopping. I said, where do you want to go? They wanted to go to Goodwill. And my daughters love use. They love antique stores and consignment stores and Goodwill. And that is a good way. You really want a pair of Nike shoes? You can get a pair of Nike shoes at Goodwill. Right, right. (laughs) They were made in 1987. How about that? Right. You can do that. You know, you can be creative. And find ways to decouple your personal economy from China. Now, I don't know. I'm talking to you through an Apple computer. And so it, it is very challenging. And it's impossible to be pure on it, puritanical about it. 
uh, while still engaged in the culture war and engaged in your professional life. But I think we have to do our very best um, to put pressure on these brands to decouple from China. I was with some very powerful international bankers in Washington, D.C. a couple of weeks ago. They wanted to talk to me about Afghanistan and the work I was doing with my evacuation and resettlement in Afghanistan. And I told them we've launched our freeourbishops.com campaign. And they shared with me that the banks are very concerned and they know that the West will be decoupling from China in the coming years. So they know this. So we need to ramp it up. We do. We need to ramp it up. And, and, and you know, all of the successes are not in the past. When I was in the army in basic training, everything I bayoneted or shot or threw a grenade at in basic training had a hammer and sickle on it. And the CC and the Soviet Union seemed like it would be there forever. But I'll never forget the day I was, my unit was on ra rapid reactionary force. We were the rapid reactionary force and rapid reaction force. And we were on a high alert and we took off the pay phones and we surrounded our barracks with concertina wire and we emptied the armory into the day room and I was on guard duty. And it was that day in November of 1989 that the Berlin Wall fell down. And by the time I left the army, Union was in the history books. Right. We live in a post-Roe America. That's unbelievable. Unbelievable. We live in a post-Roe America. Yes. You know, they're not going to have a mass for life this year in Washington, D.C., which strikes me as absolutely bizarre. Weird. We need to have a mass giving. We do. We need to have a mass of Thanksgiving. And then, of course, if you want to encourage masses across the country because it's moving to the states, that's fine. Next year. But this year, this coming March for Life, there should be a mass for Thanksgiving. Roe fell, the Soviet Union fell, Hitler's thousand-year Reich didn't make it 13 years. The CCP is headed to the dustbin of history. The question is, will the Catholic Church be seen as playing an important role in that? Pope Francis is in a perfect position to do that. But we as the Catholic lady, especially the Americans, I mean, Taylor, again, I don't want not to, to, to you know, I don't want to blow up your head over there. Uh, but this podcast, you just want to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. You converted as an adult, um, as, as an Anglican. You love the church. And your love for the church is why you've built such a large audience and an influential audience. So if you go to the ordinary form of the mass, we need to pray for these bishops by name. All of us should be praying for them by name in our rosaries. We should be talking to our priests about them. They may not know about them. They have very busy. Yes. I mean, can we just take a moment? I would like everyone watching, everyone watching, I want you to tell at least one layperson and one priest about what you learned from Jason Jones today. Say, do you know that our bishops are disappearing, imprisoned, and dying in China? And our hierarchy is not talking about it, is not actively doing something about it did you know that the vatican chinese agreement was broken last week what are we going to do about it we need to put pressure on the hierarchy gentle kind loving prayerful i love the catholic church i love our bishops i love our pope i want to see him win here and most of all i want to see the church in china as jason's saying thrive but we share this video. Go to, uh, is it freeourbishops.com? Freeourbishops.com. Go to freeourbishops.com. 
like this video, share it, tell people about it, tell them about Jason Jones's work. All right, let's get mobilized. Let's get active. Yes, pray your rosary every day. Yes, go to mass. But we can also have faith and works and do more. And Taylor, I look forward to getting thrown out of an NBA game this year with let's you. Let's do it. But this year we're going to have big banners with the names of our bishops on it. I love it. I absolutely love it. Faces and names and T-shirts. And everyone watching can do that, right? If yeah. you're going to a, a big sporting event, make a banner, hold it up. If you love that, if it's your favorite team, wait till the fourth quarter or whatever. <laughs> um, or period. I know nothing about basketball. Forgive me. Right. But, um, but we can all do it. And um, it doesn't always have to be here or serious. It can be fun. I mean, it, it, you know, we want to, I've been doing this for 30 years. I, did I share the story with you about um, Min just died, the former dictator of yes. China? Yes. Incredible. Can I just, before you tell us this news, Yeah. a week ago, you were like, I really think the, CCC, the CCP could go down. I think you said in 10 years. Is that what you said, or you say or did you say twenty thirty? I think it's going to be sooner, but Gordon Chang says within the ten years. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, I just don't think so. Now I'm looking at it could be five years. Yeah, I hope I get to make <laughs> based uh, on one week. Okay, so tell them about the the recent death in China and what it what it could possibly mean. Well, what I really hope for uh, Taylor is I get to make like a uh, one of those little reels of you saying I don't believe you, and then like next week it happens exactly. That would be so much fun. I would fun, love that. It? I would love that. That would be so much fun. Okay, so uh, Zhang Zemin uh, just passed away. And, you know, I pity these people. Even the Greeks, um, uh, pre-Christian revelation, said that the, the lowest rungs of hell are for tyrants. Mm. And I think of someone born at that place in that time that didn't have exposure to the gospel of Jesus Christ. I, I pity Zhang Zemin. I pity him. I believe he was a man that probably cared for his community and what would have ordered his life for what was best. But because it was perverted, it was perverse. He became perverted and perverse and cruel. And Zemin came to Hawaii in October of 1997 when I was an undergraduate at the University of Hawaii. And an author named Wei Zhen Xing wrote a book called The Courage to Stand Alone that was smuggled out of prison. These letters to this prison guard encourage everyone to read the book. It's a powerful book. When Zemin came to Hawaii to speak and to meet with Bill Clinton in October of 1997, we led protests. Zemin drove right past me and I had my free Wei Zhenxing banner and I made eyes with this man. Well, six weeks later, after 14 years in prison, Wei Zhenxing was put on a plane and sent to Detroit, which is just unbelievable to me. Right. Now, I don't know if I was a straw that broke the camel's back, the last straw that broke the camel's back, or I had nothing to do with it at the time. But I will tell you, when it happened, when I was like, you know, a young 20-year-old undergrad, I thought I did it. I was like, I freed Wei Shenzhen, you know? And it really inspired me. But what I'm saying is that our activism can have a real-world impact on the sufferings of other people. My little organization, VPP, fed more people in Afghanistan last year than probably any other organization in the world. Uh, built women's medical centers, are securing girls' schools. All of us have an incredible opportunity to serve the vulnerable. We've been, we're blessed. We, have, we are Catholics who are free, who have technology, access to wealth. We have so many opportunities. We should share this. We should be stewards of all of this for the most vulnerable. So... 
I'll never forget the day that Zamin and I made eye contact on a road right outside of the University of Hawaii as I was holding my sign and he was driving by. It was really an incredible day. And I pray for the day, maybe next year, Jimmy Lai can be on the Taylor Marshall show um, or some of these bishops can be on your show and thanking your audience because they really influenced their freedom and that we really do have, God has given us all the grace we need to accomplish this. The question is, will we correspond our life to the grace that he has given us? Amen. Well said. Well, good. Well, I want every I want to encourage everyone to listen to the Jason Jones Show podcast. You and I did a show, was that last week? Last week, yeah. yes, sir. We did a show last week. So check out the Jason Jones Show. It's only on audio, but we're going to work on that. We've got to get you on the video. But they can listen to yeah, it. Yeah, if I was good looking like you, I'd be video. I just think I'd, <laughs> I think if I did video, I'd have less listeners. <laughs> well, we'll figure it out. You can put okay. nice art on the screen or something. So you can get that at okay. iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. And wherever then you get your podcast. I want to encourage everyone to go to freearbishops.com. And I want to encourage everyone to look into the work Jason Jones does at the Vulnerable People Project. What else? That's it. Thegreatcampaign.org. That's our website at the Vulnerable People Project. Okay. St. John Paul the Great asked us to launch a great campaign for human dignity. I bought that domain in the 90s before I was Catholic. Nice. I read the gospel of life as a young atheist, Evangelium Vitae, and I said, I like the way that sounds. Yes, I want to order my life to defend human dignity. Wow. And it was hit the writings of St. John Paul the Great and the church fathers and others that led this atheist into the Catholic church. But it was that great campaign.org. Avon tried to buy it for me for like a lot of money, like 10 years ago. Okay. But it's go to the, <laughs> go to the org and join the team. Yeah. Good for you. Okay. And then, uh, so check out Jason Jones and all of his work, but also remember the challenge today. And that is tell at least one lay person and one clergy member, priest, bishop, hey, do you know what's going on in China? And explain what you have learned today. And if you like Jason Jones, like I like him, please like today's show. Give it the thumbs up. Please share this show. You can uh, subscribe, hit the bell, the button, you know, all the things that you need to do. And then also we need to remember to pray the rosary every day. If you don't pray the rosary, you're not on the team. You can't do these great deeds without internal grace and an, an internal life. And that internal life is connected to the eternal life, which is in Jesus Christ. So you have to connect to Jesus Christ. You need to pray. You need to be going to mass. You need to be praying the rosary. If you're in a state of mortal sin, get to confession, feel the healing, the absolution. Um, and I think if more of us can be better connected to Christ, we'll be better connected to our neighbor. So, Anything you want to add to that, Jason? No, that's it. Thank you, Taylor Marshall, for your show. And thanks to your audience. And, um, you know, we heard a lot of talk about the springtime of the church two decades ago. We don't hear a lot of talk about that anymore. No, nah, we're kind of um, springtime doesn't feel so springy. No, but I think, you know, <laughs> but to be a Catholic is to be at the cross yeah. and to be still be there, not to be swept away by enthusiasms. Um, it's to be there at the foot of the cross. And so I thank you for for being here now. And, and I thank your audience for being so passionate and for being here now as well. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, why don't we uh, close with a Hail Mary? 
I'll do the, I usually do the Hail Mary in Latin. So I'll do it in Latin and we're going to pray for our bishops that we discussed today and put them on the screen. Um, and why don't we, before we do that, will you, do you have the names in front of you? I on do. Phone or? I will. I'll pull them up. Or I can, I can get them. I got them right here. I'm going to say their names and then uh, we'll pray the Hail Mary for them. So we have Bishop Cardinal Joseph Zen, Bishop Joseph Zhang Weizhou, Bishop Julius Jia Zhigao, Bishop Peter Xiao Zumin, Bishop Melchior Shi Hongzhen, Bishop Augustin Kui Tai. Did I miss I think those are the ones we sent okay. you. Okay, very good. All right, well, let's pray the, the Hail Mary uh, for these bishops, and I'll put it on the screen. Oremus nomine Patris et Fidi, Spiritus Sancti, Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena Dominus tecum, benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, or pronobis peccatoribus, nunc et et or mortis nostre. Amen. Our Lady Queen of Heaven, pray for us. Saint Joseph, pray for us. All holy saints of China, pray for us. Nomine Patris et Fidi, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. All right, Jason, thanks for being on with me. I appreciate it. And everyone, remember, our Lord Jesus Christ says you are the light of the world and the salt of the earth. So go out there and be salty. God bless. Jason Jones, thank you. Thank you, sir. Clicking the bell for notifications. God bless. See you in future videos.